0: Hello and welcome to Feed, Play, Love and to this episode of Helpline in Focus. What we're doing whilst uh, many of us in lockdown is asking our favourite people to come on and help support parents in this very strange time that we're living through. And um, I am very excited that we have my friend, Amy Taylor-Kabaz on the show tonight. She is an author, matrescence expert, and mindfulness coach, mum of three, and uh, it's very nice to have her here. We thought after speaking um, in previous weeks about how tough this is on parents, and we've talked about ways we can manage it, we also thought let's bring someone in who can maybe give us some guidance on uh, how we can survive as best we can in ourselves. So not looking out as to what we can organize or how we can do remote learning, but what are the things that we can do to stay on top of us, (laughs) if that makes any sense. Amy, hello. Welcome. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hey, Chev, Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here to talk about this. We all need this right now. Totally. So, what we we have uh, this is
0: our gift to you, Amy's presence. <laughs> but what we're going to do is try and um, get some tips from Amy and uh, ways we can sort of manage the day, start the day, end the day. And uh, Amy is going to give us a beautiful meditation at the end for five minutes, so make sure you stay for that. If you have any comments or questions you'd like to ask, please pop them below in the comment section below this video. But, Amy, let's be real here, okay, because you're a single mum managing your own business and three children in lockdown in Sydney. So (laughs) So you're not like floating through the day on a cloud like monkey magic are you <laughs>
1: there is no magic monkey magic in this life <laughs> Um and it feels like it hasn't been for a long time and so I guess that's where I want to start when I think about what mums are doing at the moment when the pandemic started in March last year Siobhan I created a little pop-up support group for mums and I think about that now and we all had so much energy for this we were like we're going to nail it, we're going to craft and we're going to... Do, this is a chance to do our photo albums. and you know, actually, I felt like life was too fast anyway. And this is actually a really lovely blessing, and I'm going to make the most of it. And that was what we needed at that time. And so when you asked me to come and do this tonight, my immediate first response was, "I want to say that none of this anymore is about getting this right. None of this anymore is about making the most of this opportunity, like all of that, whether external dialogue or internal dialogue, we need to change. The fact is that we are in a sustained period of stress in Victoria in particular, but also now in New South Wales. You know, I, I had a beautiful but alarming description of what trauma was recently and trauma is a sustained period of time where it more is asked of you than you can give and when i think about the last 18 months it almost brings tears to my eyes because that's what we have been feeling as mothers and as parents is that this has asked too much of us for too long so when we talk about self-care I really want us to have a conversation tonight about the reality of what that looks like and first start with it's okay that we are not getting this right. It's okay that we get to the end of the day and think, God, I didn't do what I wanted to do. I didn't parent the way I wanted to parent. I'm so worried about my kids' schooling. I don't know if I'm doing a good job in my work and I really don't want to talk to my partner ever again. (laughs) All of that is okay in fact self-care 101 right now is forgiveness at the end of every day get into bed at the end of every day and say ah this is really hard the world will look back at this period of time in our lives and go wow look what you did mums look what we went through look what our kids went through so the number one practice is get into bed at the end of the night and say, well done, you did the best you could in a really crappy situation.
0: That's very true. I think one of the things, um, one of the first questions that's come up from Julie on Facebook is how do you make time for you? And, and I, um, that, everything you said then Amy and what Julie's asked here definitely resonates with me because I find uh, my children are now seven and nine and, uh, I feel like they're back. We're back in the toddler years. Like my children seem to need me more than they ever have. In in some ways, um, we go through the day with the homeschooling, etc., and then I try to do my work, and then we're, we're dinner, and then there's bed, and they need me at bedtime now. And uh, it's just like when they were little, and there was it was relentless. There was no break. And even if we don't talk about what self care looks like even having that five minutes to just not be interrupted by anyone, not to be asked for anything, not to be giving, not to be caring. seems like there's no space for that anymore.
1: It is the same as having those toddler years again. And perhaps you're doing this with toddlers. So my deepest sympathies and respect for the fact (laughs) that you're doing this with toddlers. We all feel like we're back in toddlers, but actually you are. Again, I think it doesn't help us if we keep thinking we need to be getting this right. So in everything that I've been researching and teaching around motherhood for all these years is that we know intellectually it's not possible to do all of this. We know that we can let go of the boundaries of, you know, what the schoolwork needs to look like or we're allowed to have, you know, more screen time than we used to have. We, We tell ourselves all of these things are okay. But actually inside of us, we're still saying, oh, but I should be doing this better. But I should be doing this better. But really, I don't want him to play Minecraft like that. Or I really don't want them (laughs) to be watching Netflix that much. Or that, you know, the house looks this way. They haven't moved. We haven't gone for a walk for three days, whatever it is. Intellectually, we know this is a hard time. It's okay if we don't get it right. But in our body, we still carry this heavy expectation of we should be doing this better. And I think that is what we need to talk about is how do we move that internal story of this is so hard. I don't know how to do this. How do we find those few minutes, as you said, to feel like we can breathe for me personally? throughout the last 18 months, in and out of lockdown, but also so many huge changes in my own personal life, the physical practices of moving my energy has saved me. So when people talk about mindfulness, they often think it's, um, you know, sitting there with your hands in a mudra position and om or, you know, practicing meditation in a very spiritual way, which without a doubt has been an amazing practice for me and i know it has been for you too siobhan when we are in lockdown and we are in this relentless space what happens is that we have this energy that builds in our body that just feels like it's going to explode like a volcano like for god's sakes i just need to go to the toilet (laughs) and that is we laugh it is a reality an hourly reality that energy it's like holding a balloon underwater. If you, if you let go of that, it is going to burst out of the surface. So the more throughout the day, you're pushing that emotion down like pushing a balloon below the water. The more you're continuously going, no, that's okay. I can't breathe. I, you know, I have to keep going. Now. I just got to get through this bit, and then I have to answer that email, and then I have to get dinner ready. The more we keep doing that the more, in my experience with all the thousands of women I've spoken to about this, guaranteed that that balloon will burst out at the worst possible time, probably at bedtime, because I'll ask for that one more story, by the way, go to Bedtime Explorers. <laughs> 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 we will talk about it in a moment. But we have to, as mamas and as parents, think about how do we let that balloon rise to the surface in gentle and contained ways throughout the day that means that it doesn't explode out of us in those final moments of the day that's what self-care and lockdown looks like for me Mm. and that doesn't that doesn't include a 15-minute meditation practice for me it is physically moving my body I um I jokingly say I've never been a runner in my life and in lockdown in 2020 I started running and it was because I was running from my house (laughs) for 15 minutes and I couldn't actually run very far because I didn't I've never ran before in my life I, I now love that I love but even if I can't get out of the house I'll put some music on and I'll do star jumps or I'm a huge um practitioner of kundalini yoga which is a yoga practice that is not complicated, all of us can do it. So for everyone who's watching, try, this is what I started many years ago, try putting on some really loud music in your ears and sitting and punching for three minutes. Set a timer because something happens at around the two, two and a half minute mark where you actually release that anger and frustration that is holding in your body. And I know this sounds crazy and out there, but give it a try.
0: Oh, and no, it I sounds want- brilliant. <laughs> I can see <laughs> tomorrow every mum's going to be out there just.
1: Get your kids to do it too. My kids, we love our kundalini practices. I actually created a class for mamas in lockdown around this where I'm like, okay, let's punch, and you punch for three minutes. This this is an acknowledgement that what we're holding is too much and it needs to be released. And when you do that, you can you cry, you feel that shift of energy. And then after that three minutes, you sit and you just breathe for a few minutes. So we're talking five minutes all up and do it with your kids. Toddlers love kundalini yoga. And then you just feel completely different. Mm-hmm. And you can say to them and to yourself, this lockdown, I hate it. You know, it's so frustrating. I miss my friends. Like, use that to honor what you're feeling. We can't hold it down underneath the surface.
0: Mm, It really is about that shifting that energy. And you're right. It just, it does build up over the day and you feel stuck. And you, but let's go back to the very start of the day. Um, Have you got any tips on how we can? Wake up. Well, I, I know um, a friend, Lucy, would always, she said to me once, she if I was going through a tough time, she'd say, are you meditating? I'm like, God, Lucy, I don't have time to meditate. And she goes, what are you doing? She said, I said, I can't sit there for 10, 15 minutes. She said, oh, I do it in bed. And I was like, what? She said, yeah, I just put some earbuds on before I wake up. I lie in bed and do my meditation she said, it changed my world. And I was like, I didn't know you could meditate lying down. <laughs> and that was, that was actually a really good tip. So I didn't have to feel like, you know, I had to sit up, I had to sit somewhere special. Do you ever do anything like that?
1: Oh, absolutely. I have a huge morning routine. I am completely addicted to the way that I start my day. But taking myself back, you know, this is 10 years on from starting all of these practices, but taking myself back to when it started, it was a three-minute meditation. Literally, that's it, three minutes in the morning. And I would start that and I couldn't even get through that at the beginning. One of the kids would interrupt me or I'd start thinking about work and then I'd just bring myself back. What I want to say to this is, You've, we've all probably heard this, how we start our day is how we live our day and how we live our day is how we live our life. So it is so easy to open our eyes and think, ugh, oh, to-do list, ugh, oh, here we are again. So I remember one of the very, very, very first practices that I learned was from, many of you might know, the phenomenal author Louise Hay. And she said, before you open your eyes and put your feet on the floor thank your bed. It sounds, again, bizarre. It works. Before you even open your eyes, just say, oh, thank you, pillow. Thank you, bed. Thank you for this day. Just starting with these really simple little focus on the positives if you are woken by one of your children in the morning, which many of your listeners, many of your viewers will um, will be still in that stage where, you know, you're woken by this little toddler standing up in the cot like, Mummy, Mummy, watch. It's very difficult, I know, but watch what that thought triggers in you. And if it is a, oh, my God, it's 5-12, for goodness <laughs> sakes. <laughs> Catch yourself and try and breathe and say, but listen to that little voice that only wants to hear me, that only wants to see me. It is a very simple practice of trying to count your blessings before you get out of bed. If you can, I know it's hard, but if you can get up before your kids, even if it's only a few minutes, it creates a sense of setting yourself up before they bombard you especially because in lockdown, there's no school drop-off or daycare drop-off or any space that you're going to have planned for the rest of the day. Uh, So if you can have that space before they wake, I think that's incredibly important. And if you've never done a meditation practice or anything like that, don't be scared off by this. Grab a cup of tea, go sit by a window See the outside world. Sit by a window and see the light beginning to change and just breathe and run through what the day looks like for you and just how you want to feel today. Just check in with yourself and check in with what everybody needs and give yourself permission to change the plans if needed. You know, today my little boy didn't do anything with school. We had a Netflix day. He put on a dressing gown with little bunny ears and hopped into my bed because my bed's the most comfortable in the house and I was like, you know what, buddy, you can do that. That's, you know, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to be okay with that if I hadn't had the space to check in with myself first. If we wake up and just go with the plan, you know, stick to the plan no matter what, we don't have that space to check in with ourselves or also with our kids to see what they need. So those few minutes, even if even if it's just five minutes with a cup of tea before you go and get them out of bed, it's incredibly powerful.
0: And that um, ability to let go of plans, it is such an amazing relief when you do it. And once you've done it, you think, why haven't I done this before? Like, you know, we're always told by the teachers, we know you're not teachers. We know that you, you know, do your best and, and make sure you're still having fun with your kids and, and don't stress about it. But we still have this sort of strange expectation that we have to hit all these goals, including like you mentioned, the ones that make perfect sense, like going for a walk, getting to the park, whatever it might be. And yet if you just go, do you know what, we're just going to sit and watch a movie and that's all you do. like, wow, that was so easy and felt so good.
1: I want to quote someone and I apologize in advance. I actually don't know where this came from. I saw it and one of those things that was shared and shared and shared and shared on social media. So I'm sorry I can't give the original source, but it was this wonderful perspective of if your child looks back at these years of a global pandemic and their core memory is, watching a lot of movies and hanging out on a screen then you did a really good job (laughs) because this is a hard time and if their memory is yeah I don't really remember much I know we watched a lot of Netflix and I played a lot of Minecraft or there was endless games of whatever it is that your child is into if that's what they remember of this time then bravo because you've somehow removed this pressure cooker that we are all feeling at the moment to keep going on as normal when none of this is normal. So that, and as I said, I apologise, I don't know who said that. It was one of those quotes that was so requoted that the Pearl person that originally came up with this beautiful quote's never been acknowledged. Um, and as a journalist, that frustrates me. So. <laughs>
0: I wasn't going to say anything, but I could see
1: that, yes. I do want to acknowledge where that came from. I've had to say to myself over and over again, the whole world is going to have to reteach their kids the last two years of education. This is just the way it is. This is what the global experience of parenting is. It is so much more important that you feel good about yourself and you feel that you are connecting with your kids and you're doing a good job so much more than how many reading ed tasks you ticked off today. And I say that, reminding myself, this is what we have to do. I also think that there are some physical practices we can do in these moments of feeling really stressed about it. Shares, I think um, two immediate things that I practice in those moments is softening my tongue and softening my hands. So a really beautiful practice that um, I've been able to share with lots of mamas over the years is that we hold, it's bizarre when you start checking in, but you hold most of your tension in your tongue and in the top part of your jaw and your throat and as I'm saying this, you're probably all going, oh yeah, it's feeling really bizarre as I say that. This again is a kundalini yoga practice. And so if you, if you in those moments are feeling frustrated or angry or overwhelmed or like you want to snap because it's all just too much, if you can breathe in and then as you exhale, you'll feel your tongue spread out almost like it's just flattening and you feel that through your jaw and your throat, that immediately sends a message to your whole body that you don't need to stress. Because that's where, when we're really wired and we're really stressed, we hold this, it's like this little jaw clench thing. Um, And another, if you want to take it a step further, And this does look bizarre, but I have gone into many bathrooms over the years and done this myself. And you can go into the bathroom or the toilet or do it in front of your kids if you want to teach it to them. Just breathe in. And then when you exhale, actually allow your jaw to drop down and soften your tongue. So, (sighs) that a couple of times and it is phenomenal what is released through here and I guarantee you the words don't come out so harsh the anger and the frustration and the feeling of oh that we build is released because it's held in this part of our body so if you can just do those little things and same with your hands we hold on So if you're feeling like when you're trying to help your kid with remote learning or whatever you're doing, if you catch yourself building up, just breathe and feel and literally open your palms. Again, it sends a whole message to your body. It's okay. I can let this go. It is what it is. It's okay today.
0: Yeah, and if you're breathing like Darth Vader, your kids are going to go, whoa, we've pushed mum too far. (laughs) It works. It's going that psycho breathing stuff.
1: That's it. <laughs> uh oh, mommy's doing her tongue thing. <laughs>
0: um, what about um anything that helps you to relax before you go to bed? Because we can find ourselves lying in bed at night and our brains are worrying. And I know that children, um, many children are probably finding it harder to get to sleep at night or waking up with nightmares, that kind of thing. Do you have anything you do before you go to sleep that helps you to relax?
1: Yes. um, My kids are a little older. They still, you know, definitely need my support, but I start um, using their bedtime as my wind-down practice too. So I think, you know, as mothers and as parents, especially during this period of COVID, we have a third shift We are really needing to step back into the work or back into the housework once the kids are asleep. And I, again, acknowledge that and know that that is a reality for many of us. But even if as you're putting your kids to bed, you can change your clothes. So what I've started doing in the last few months during this lockdown is I put my pajamas on with them. And I've never done that. My eldest is 13, so I've been a mum for 13 years. I've never done that. That's not something I've ever practised before, but it's really helping me. Even if I have to do things after they go to sleep, it has a different energy to it. And so we'll read stories, and I'm in my pyjamas too. We'll do Bedtime Explorers, which is the meditation series for children that I do with um, kindling, and we listen to them together. There go,
0: Mummy. How are you here and there? And
1: no. <laughs> I have to say, I have I have used it to my advantage many times. Of like, look, you are listening to Mummy. There I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to the next room, but no, I did do that before lockdown. But now I I can't I can't put them to bed and then face another shift of motherhood and work with the same energy. I I really, I can't keep going by that time. So acknowledging that it's changed, doesn't mean that I don't still have to go and put the clothes in the dryer or do whatever I needed to do or send an email, but there's something that's physically changed about that, that's been helping. Then the second thing I wanted to share around this was, um, it was made super famous by Oprah many years ago. And I'm sorry to use an Oprah reference here, but it is incredibly powerful to have a gratitude practice at the end of the day. But what I think in this period of time is it's a gratitude celebration of what you've done, like find the good parts of this difficult day. I think it's very easy to only focus on what's hard right now um, because it feels so big. Our brain is wired to find evidence to prove that we're correct. So everyone might remember if you were shopping for a new car or when you were trying to fall pregnant, and then suddenly you look around and every damn person around you is pregnant and every cover of a magazine is a celebrity with a baby. It feels like the world is showing you the thing you're thinking of. There's a part of our brain that does that. It seeks out evidence to support what we're thinking. So that's why a gratitude practice works so well. If you get to the end of the day and you lie in bed, you don't have to write it out. This doesn't have to be another to-do list thing. But as you get into bed, take a few deep breaths and go through five things that worked really well today or five moments you want to remember. The more you do that, the more your brain will start seeking out those moments to remember that night. So you will lie there and go, actually, it was pretty cute in that moment when he had his bunny ears over his head and he was snuggled up in my bed and actually I had that really beautiful conversation with my sister that I haven't had for ages and, you know, you pull out those little moments and you end your day feeling like it was a good day rather than getting into bed like we often do and think of all the things we didn't get to because none of us are getting to what we need to do each day at the moment. Mm.
0: very true um now i can't believe how quickly the time has gone um but can i can we keep you (laughs) can we keep you for five more minutes or three minutes or however long it takes just to do uh, a quick little meditation just to help everyone kind of settle into the evening
1: i'd love to yes please and thank you for asking me here tonight and to share all of this it's been really good to be able to share what's happening for so many of us at the moment it's really Mm -hmm. big and um we're all doing an amazing job in a really tough time so thanks for asking me okay okay here we go (laughs) so as I always say in all my meditations please close your eyes if you can but if you can't because you're listening to this, doing a bath routine or feeding or whatever it is, just focus on your breath. Just feel that breath moving in and then moving down and out. Breathing in again and notice that cool air filling your body And then as you exhale, notice that tongue softening in your mouth. Feel it spread and soften. Breathe in again and breathe right from the base of your belly. And exhale and soften your tongue and then release the jaw just a little. Let the teeth separate from each other. Just let that space begin. And again, breathe in. And exhale. And feel that release through your tongue, your jaw and your throat. Right down to your shoulders. Letting your breath return to normal as it just continues to soothe your nervous system. Sending your whole body a message that it's okay. You can drop out of that fight or flight. You can let go. Breathe in. and breathe out and let go. If you can, I invite you now to place your hand on your heart or on your belly, whatever feels good to you right now, and feel that connection, that physical touch, Our brain doesn't know the difference between someone else's touch and our own touch. It just feels the comfort, the acknowledgement. Breathe in and breathe out and feel that connection. You're doing a great job. Take this moment to tell yourself, I see what you're doing every day. I see how hard you are trying. And I want you to know it's all good. Everything is okay. You will get through this. Your family is okay. You know exactly what needs to be done each day. Breathe. You can listen to your intuition and know what they need. You know what needs to happen. And you know what you need. Breathe in. Breathe out, and then if you can, say to yourself, I'm so proud of what you're doing each day. I'm so proud of how you're showing up. I'm so proud of you. And just feel that acknowledgement move through your whole body, your nervous system, sending this beautiful message of pride, acknowledgement, recognition. And then letting your hand fall back down into your lap before we open our eyes, I would love for you to just feel the collective energy of mothers all over the world right now. Mothers and fathers and parents. We are all doing this together. You are not alone. Even if you are in your home isolated, you are not alone. So let's finish by having three breaths together. And when you breathe in, breathe in the collective power of the parents that are doing this right now with you. Breathe in. And breathe in and draw in the power and the strength you need to keep going. and move it down through your body as you breathe out. And third and final time, breathe in knowing that we are all in this together. And breathe out. Whenever you need this, you can place your hand back on your body and tell yourself you're doing a great job. And then you can take three breaths and draw in the power of all the mothers and fathers and parents right now and draw on their strength. And whenever you're ready, opening your eyes.
0: Wow. I think I I need to cut that out and just keep that as a meditation (laughs) just to do.
1: Let's do that.
0: I'll know. do that and I'll send that through to you and then and, and let people know it's on the website as well. But um, as you can see, going to sleep with Amy, <laughs> can I, sounds a bit rude, is a very good idea. So the Bedtime Explorers link, we'll put in the notes below. But Amy does a lot of work um, with mothers and you can find out more about Amy and everything she does at her website, which will be in the notes of this episode and also in the comments section. Um, or I'll have to add as well, of course, if you need any specific advice on how to settle a baby or manage a toddler tantrum or toilet training, you can head to Babyology's online platform, The Parent School, where you can connect with an expert that can help you with your specific problem. As yet, we do not have meditations on there. That's what you need from Amy, because I bet you feel amazing after that. And um, (laughs) we will be back next week. And I'm sure that this will be a better one if we can apply Just a teeny bit of Amy's wisdom from tonight. So thank you so much, Amy. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. See you next week. Bye-bye. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.